Which Utah quarterback will look the best in the 22 forever game? And what other Utah football players will stand out? We're talking about that and more on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube. On today's show, we're going to be diving into the breakout players for Utah Spring Ball. But, of course, we got to start with the quarterbacks. We're going to talk about how each of the main quarterbacks for this Utah football team are going to do in the 22 Forever game, which is finally here tomorrow, Saturday. Gets underway at 12 o'clock. And in order to help me break all that down, it's friend of the show and ESPN 700's Porter Larson. And, Porter, when you're talking about the quarterbacks – First of all, I think Andy Ludwig said something really interesting yesterday. He said the biggest thing he's looking at for out of the quarterbacks in his final week of practice and also relating that to in the spring game, he wants to see decision-making and repetitive accuracy. I think being up on campus just for the limited amount of practice, I think the reward repetitive is really good because we have seen like an accurate throw, but then it's followed by an inaccurate throw or a miss. So I think it makes a lot of sense they want to see repetitive accuracy. But overall, there's th- look, the main three quarterbacks we're going to see for this Utah football team, at least we think, because Nate Johnson did participate in the Tuesday media availability we saw, so we expect him to go. He's missed some time due to an injury. But I expect Brandon Rose, Bryson Barnes, and Nate Johnson to get the majority of what we see. And it will be interesting to see, you know, so much of spring ball was supposed to be Brandon Rose versus Nate Johnson. The injury kind of changed that a little bit. So now it seems like it might be Brandon versus Bryson. And when it comes down to that, look, just going off of everything we've heard, I expect Brandon Rose to look like the best Utah quarterback. It's what all the coaches have said. It's surprising they have alluded to a little bit of separation multiple times, but I expect Brandon Rose to be the one to make good decisions and be the guy who shows repetitive accuracy, at least better than his two counterparts competing for the job. Yeah, well, you mentioned the the injury kind of changes things, right? Hmm. Um, you, you went into this spring thinking that was the main storyline, and then you don't necessarily see uh, a whole bunch of of Nate Johnson. But I also think we already kind of know what what Nate brings to the table. He does need mm-hmm. to make some ground in, as you mentioned, kind of the uh, the details of the offense, yep. right, and the repetitive stuff, the consistency. We know what he brings with his his athleticism, his speed, his his ability to 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 make things happen outside of the pocket. Um, but yeah, we we need to see him get the ball downfield. We need to see him uh, be be really consistent and accurate with uh, with some of the the intermediate throws, right? And with Brandon, and this is what Kyle and and the staff have, have really uh, liked about the last couple of weeks. It's about getting really comfortable in the offense he can make the throws he he's got a good deep ball he can really throw uh throw the football he's got some zip on it as well so for him it's about becoming comfortable in andy's offense and you know the the timing in the pre-snap stuff and by all accounts over the course of the last week especially and really tuesday's practice after after that when we got a, a chance to chat with kyle that's where Brandon has improved in the last couple of weeks. And that's the only reason, as you said, they've alluded to a little bit of some uh, some distance being being made and, you know, maybe him taking hold of that backup job because he's he's gotten comfortable with the offense. And when you attach that to what we already know about his, his ability to throw the football, um, that's that's what might give him an edge. Now, going into the spring game, uh, Bryson Barnes is 
been a productive contributor in this system for two years now. So I think he's going to have some things to say. He's going to want to put on a performance. He's going to want to go out and show that, you know, he's still right there in that backup role. And, and you know, don't forget about the guy who's gone out and won you football games in, in Pac-12 football before, right? Um, I think Bryson's going to – I don't want to, to prove some things. Now, he's not a guy who really ever goes out there trying to compete with the guy next to him. He's, he's a real uh, consummate teammate. But with, with all the talk being about the, these new quarterbacks, I'm sure he, he wants to go and put on a, a good performance, you know? He absolutely does. And it is going to be interesting to see who looks like the best guy, because last year we saw what cam for two drives, maybe Porter. I'm trying to remember what it yeah. was. Uh, yeah. Very briefly. And he, then he it was Bryson versus... and then started the, the next possession. I think there was like a fumble or something. And then yeah, yeah uh, kind of wrapped up the spring game in uh, a half hour or so. Yeah, it was, a, it was definitely a quick one for sure. I remember Bryson had a nice run last year too. I think he did look a little bit better than Jaquindon did, if my memory serves me correctly yeah. in that one. It was interesting because that battle wasn't, you know, we made so much about it. It wasn't really decided until going into fall camp. I still remember that, like there was a scrimmage. Kyle Whittingham said, we will decide it after this. And after that, he said, Bryson Barnes is our backup quarterback. And it's interesting, as we've talked about a couple of times now, that Brandon Rose, he's already alluded to being the guy because he just wasn't doing that last year. So it does speak to the confidence they have in Brandon Rose. But Bryson is a guy that, as you said, has won this team Pac-12 games. He's a guy who's been in a quarterback competition before. And he, we heard Brandon Rose. It sounded like he had the better practice overall on Tuesday. The best throw we saw as a media group on Tuesday was from Bryson Barnes hitting Devon Vele for what would have been a 30-plus yard touchdown in the down the right sideline, basically. So Bryson's the kind of guy who's been in these game type of settings before, and it will be interesting to see. I do, Like I said, I think Brandon's ready for this, especially in this kind of like scrimmage hybrid thing where it's not a real game, obviously but it's about as close as you're going to get outside of that since you're at least playing in rice Eccles in front of fans where I do feel like Brandon's going to be the guy who looks a little bit better, but I think this is definitely still going to be close because as you said, we have seen Bryson make plays inside rice Eccles before. Yeah. And he's, he's got that experience, right? So when you, when you go into a, a spring, it's, it's not game situations, right? So uh, Bryson's not going to be uh, deterred by any of that. This is yeah. for, for for Brandon. This is kind of the first mm-hmm. game situation uh, at this level. So I'm I, I know they're not going full speed. They're they're going kind of thud mm-hmm. to go, and uh, he's not going to to take a bunch of big hits from defensive linemen. So it's not exactly uh, what what you're you're going to face in the fall, but it's closer to that and. How he responds to that, how he's able to to run the offense with fans in the stands, with uh, some pressure on him, that's that's going mm-hmm. to be uh, really the 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 one thing we haven't seen yet. And hey, you know we may see some action from Mac Howard the first time we've yep. seen that. Uh, so yeah, that that's kind of where we look in the spring. Is for me, how comfortable are those quarterbacks in the offense in the pocket, uh, looking at those progressions as they go along? Right, your your second, third options. That's really what we want to see because up until now, we haven't seen any of that from from a lot of these guys outside of Bryson Barnes and, of course, Cam. 
Yeah, we really haven't. And I like that you brought up just how they do under pressure because, look, as you said, none of these guys are going to get thrown to the ground after. But, look, the Utah offensive line has gotten beat up a lot, and, and not in terms of injuries, but the defensive line has won a lot more than the offensive line has just based on the amount we've seen. So I am curious to see how this Utah offensive line comes together overall. I think we'll have a couple guys or standouts from the defensive line. We can talk about that in the next segment, but it will be interesting to see what the O-line looks like. But last thing on the quarterbacks is I do think it's very interesting to see what does Nate Johnson look like because, as you mentioned, mentioned does definitely needs to hone in on those accuracy things but he even had a couple of runs on Tuesday's practice where you're just like man that is why this team put him in at points last season because of his special ability to make plays with his legs did complete I think two passes one over the middle of the field on a nice little short route and then the other one just a nice little nice little bootleg pass at a guy wide open in the flat so it's interesting to see how he does do trying to operate the wider offense a little bit and just how much we are able to see him but Nate is a guy I'm excited about and you know the coaches have said before look Nate because of the injury that he's been taken out of this race a little bit so it's going to be nice just to see him get some more reps out there and see if he can try to get himself back into this race come fall camp well yeah and that's the question right when we saw him in game situations last year it wasn't the the full offense right we mm-hmm. saw when he was in very much changed the formations they changed the the playbook specifically for mainly run plays we saw him toss the yeah. ball around a little bit he completed a few passes but for the most part when Nate came in, it changed the offense. So now what I want to see is his ability to come in and not have the offense have to evolve, right? Come in and have yep. it continue with the, the the trend that we've been seeing. Um, and, you know, if, if he has to come in for Cam Rising for, you know, rather than a third down where you, you're just using Nate as a weapon, maybe you're bringing him in for an injury and he needs to uh, be able to play a full half. Well, that's mm-hmm. that's the next progression for Nate is, is being able to to run that offense in its totality, uh, multiple possessions, multiple uh, plays, maybe a you know a a hurry up, a, a two minute drill where we're not seeing him subbed in for a, a third down and then subbed quickly out. That's the next thing that that we have to see from Nate, and I'm excited to to see him in that role. Obviously, we've seen it a little bit in the spring, but. Uh, due to that that injury, it's it's been few and far between. So, you know, I, I still think we're going to get limited looks at a lot of these guys during this spring mm-hmm. game. I, I think a lot of times we go into, you know, because it's branded as this red versus white, because it's branded as a, a game, it's, it's, it's broadcasted on the Pac-12 network. We go into it with these expectations of learning a lot. It's a scrimmage on a Saturday. Yep. <laughs> they're fundraising and they're getting some tickets and, you know, getting some uh, money for the the Ty Jordan, Aaron Lowe Memorial and scholarship. But it's still a scrimmage where, you know, we're not going to learn any more than we would have last Saturday if they would have let us watch that entire scrimmage. Right. It's 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 similar, similar setting. Absolutely. I think that is a great point. And it is cool that there are so many other things going on outside of the game to help benefit the University of Utah and other aspects as well. Overall, we're going to continue to talk about the Utah football program and the 22 forever game coming up this Saturday in a second. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our friends at Bill Bar. Something exciting is coming to Built.com on April 22nd. I don't have all the details yet, but the excitement is real and something you won't want to miss. If you know Built, how Built works, they have the most incredible protein bars in the world, and they do amazing flavor drops with unreal flavors in limited quality. So mark your calendars and head to Built.com on Saturday, April 22nd to be one of the first to discover what all the hype is about. I can't wait to see what the, this new flavor is. Make sure you use promo code LOCKEDON15. That's all caps, LOCKEDON15, and you'll get 15% 
off your order. So make sure you guys head over to built.com once again on April 22nd to see what their new flavor they're going to be unveiling is. And Porter, speaking of new, I think that's one thing that's exciting about the Utah football game is you get to see some new players and new guys step up for the first time. And I guess, well, some some of these guys we're going to talk about in a second that they've gotten to play a little bit, but this is the first time they're really going to be out on the field in their role. I think about spring ball winners from last season. You look at what Devon Vele did in so many situations. Makai Cope had that impressive one-hander. We got our first look at a guy in Jalen Glover, which was fun to see. I think the guy people are going to be coming out talking about spring game. It's always rare. It's always risky when you're talking about a defensive player for this just because of the physicality of the game, as we already talked about. But I think Justin Medlock has just been a guy who's been flying all over the field. And I think he's really going to pop on Saturday and get people really excited about this linebacker room heading into the 2023 season. Well, yeah, I mean, you hear his name pretty much every time we we talk to a defensive coach up on the hill. Uh, every time Kyle is, is asked to talk about the linebacker room, right? He, he may not be a, a player that you see every down next year, right? Just because of how many bodies are in that that linebacker room. You already have Lander Barton, who by all accounts is, is taking steps and has really solidified himself yes. as a, as a full-time backer there. You're bringing in Levani Damuni. He's already a, an all pack 12 performer. I mean, you listen, you have a lot of bodies in the linebacker room. So the reps are, are scarce for, for guys kind of down the line, but Ju- Justin Medlock's kind of forcing his hand in, in that mm-hmm. regard, because every time he's, he's given an opportunity, he's making plays and he, he's making plays on the ball. Right. When you can do that in coverage, that kind of forces, especially a, a team like Utah and, and Morgan Scally, who, who sometimes likes to put you know seven, eight guys out on the field who can cover, who have a lot of speed, who can who can do multiple things. Justin Medlock is, is kind of forcing his hand in, in getting out on the field and, and, and getting reps in that regard. And yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to see what he can do. Which, as you mentioned, the physicality a little bit limited in spring ball, yeah. but. He's been really good in coverage. He's been making plays mm-hmm. uh, on the ball on the back end. So, yeah, excited to see him. Uh, we'll, I'm sure, in the secondary. Uh, excited to see what Miles Battle can do. We, we hear uh, that he's been a, a good addition to that backside, as well as, um, you know, a, a few other guys that are, are new faces in the secondary, which are being added to Cole Bishop, Sioni mm-hmm. Baki, Nate Ritchie back from his mission. So, the defensive side of the ball is is exciting for a number of reasons, even without, you know, maybe being able to, to play uh, up to their physicality level of the line of scrimmage on Saturday. Yeah, it's definitely been one of the strengths of this Utah team is watching the defense fly around and be able to make those plays. And as I said, I think Justin's going to be the guy who will be the standout player. Who would be your pick for the standout player for the spring game? Yeah, I mean, if if you want to, I think you got to look at offense for standout yeah. players in the spring game, even though uh, the defense has been probably better this spring right by by how it sounded in uh in a lot of the media availabilities that the defense has gotten the better of the offense in in most situations now i think this defense is going to be a top 10 type unit in college football this year i I really do there we talk about it throughout the the process on this on this podcast they they had a little bit of a a lull in the the early parts of last year, right? So mm-hmm. when you look at their numbers, they're still top thirty, top twenty five defense in the country uh, all of last season. More so, you know, they they kind of came on at the end. This year, with the you know the the personnel they're bringing back, with the the recruits they're bringing in, with the transfers they're bringing in, and obviously you bring back Nate Ritchie as 
It's more depth in the back end. I think this is a unit that could be back to that elite status, top five, top 10 in the country in a, in a lot of those categories. So, you know, it's hard to single out a player on the defensive side when I yeah. just think that that unit is going to be so good. So, yes, I look at Brandon's, but I also I, I want to see how Jalen Glover looks in mm-hmm. this spring because I, I've heard a lot about him in the course of, you know, the, the spring practices. And once we get to media availabilities, JT, you know this, they're kind of done with a lot of that portion where you get a good look at the running backs, right? They're mm-hmm. they're going through some of the quick tempo stuff, the two-minute offense, yep. the, the no-huddle drills, and it's, you know, two-hand touch with the running backs. Yep. I want to see Jalen Glover, his physicality, what he can do with, with a lot of reps because I think he's going to be taking over what Tavion's role was early parts yep. of the season when he was available as that bell cow back while – of course, you still have Makai Bernard. You still have a, a a decent share of other guys in that room who can do kind of the the multitude of stuff. Jalen's going to be the guy that gets 15, 20 handoffs a game. And I'm excited to see what he can do with the ball in his hands and, and with a, a good defense uh, opposing him as well. I'm really excited to see that too. And that is a great point because man, as you said at the end, it is two hand touch. You hear him yelling for guys to stay up. Someone always inevitably gets knocked out and everything, but it is just a different vibe. So I think it will be great to see those guys going full go running around, flying around out there. Um, a couple of the other guys I expect to stand out. I do think Devon Vele, look, he's made a number of plays already. We know what he did in the spring game last year, but I still think he's going to be a guy that people are going to go back after these games are over and they'll be like, wow, I can't believe how good Devon was. Then a uh, junior Tafuna is another guy. The physicality we talked about a little bit in these games always, a little questionable, but I do think Tafuna is going to be a game wrecker up front, and he's been a number of times during spring ball already. I like that you already mentioned Miles Battle as well. And then Elijah Davis is another guy. The very first rep we saw of Tuesday's practice was Elijah Davis' really good coverage on Devon Vale. So I think Elijah's another guy too who's going to be able to fly out there and uh, and make some plays. But the other fun thing about the spring game, because you touched on Jalen Glover, and of course it was his first year last year. You can see the physical transformation he's made, but that's what's one of the fun things about this is we get our first look at some of these guys. And as we know, the 2023 recruiting class for the Utah team was loaded with talent. So we're going to get our first look at Spencer Fano out there and I just like offensive line sometimes it's hard to stand out and we talked about the ups and downs in the units I don't know if as many people be talking about Spencer Fano obviously but I think at some point just like Makai Cope made that incredible one-hander last year I don't know if he's going to make this type of play but there's going to be some kind of move or just some kind of momentum play. I just feel like in this spring game, a momentum play is a weird thing to say during a spring game but either way I think Mikey Matthews is going to do something that's going to get the crowd excited Porter. He's just such a dynamic athlete, right? Mm-hmm. And he's he's one of those players that he's so talented. You get him the ball in space, and he's he's going to make one of those plays, like you mentioned, that just kind of a wow factor, right? He he's that kind of athlete. Um, not he's not Britton Covey, but you've heard coaches when asked about Mikey Matthews mention Britton Covey for a reason, right? He's able to to kind of electrify and and in tight spaces uh, get out of you know some some tight situations. He's a he's a player who yeah I'm mean, I'm looking for uh, you get him the ball in space fun things happen and you know sometimes he'll lose three four yards after the catch but that's that's part of you know having some of those athletes that can uh, you know get out of get out of those tight situations make things happen uh, in, in you know the the screen the the you know maybe you, you hand him the ball off on those jet sweeps he's able to to you know get out in space and 
and I think be a, a really, really dangerous weapon. So Mikey Matthews, I think Money Parks, a, a guy who yes. we've we've seen flashes of throughout the years. Uh, he's poised to, to make a real jump. Obviously, Devon, uh, he's he's kind of a prototypical outside wide receiver. So seeing him uh, as as more of a targeted number one option, I'm I'm curious to see the 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 level he takes. And then I, I mentioned Jalen earlier, but it's really kind of an open running back room as far as as reps go. As, as we've approached the last really several years since Zach Moss left, yeah, there's always four or five guys in the room that you look at as, as, as options as starting running backs. They all could you know, kind of be those bell cows, but who distances themselves? And that starts in the spring. That starts when you, know, you see who has that explosion, who – really has a read on their offensive line who really has a read on the the blocking schemes and can get a good feel of the offense how jaquindon has taken steps in this yep. last year how jalen's got a, a handle on it and chris curry a guy with as much division one experience as anybody in the That's roster coming off of that ankle injury i'm excited to see it because I, I you know you have those bodies in the room you have a bunch of capable backs but as we've seen right tavion kind of made his 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 ground early in the year and then was the bell cow late it was ty jordan the year before right where we didn't know who was going to be the the guy week one two three and he really really kind of distanced himself throughout the year not necessarily uh during spring and fall camp so this is where you get your start and you know i'm i'm really excited to see how that running back room plays out because there's only so many reps, and when you have four or five guys that are are that able, um, it, it, it's an interesting storyline uh, going into spring and, and, of course, going into fall more so. It is going to be a very interesting storyline to monitor during the spring game, as you talked about, especially once fall camp gets going. That's the weird thing about this, obviously, is we, we talk about all these position battles and everything, and then it just goes dormant for the next few months because guys are just in off-season mode. They're doing their workouts and everything like that. Or I should say not off-season mode because summer workouts are not really the off-season. Those are high-intense workouts, but not on the field, obviously. So, Porter, last thing before we get out here, I think the most interesting thing to look at from this game standpoint in a way is what is Kyle Whittingham looking to see out of his team. And I think if we're narrowing it down to three things, I think number one is what we talked about a little bit already. I do think he wants to just see who's going to look like the best Utah quarterback amongst his group. I also think he wants to see how this offensive line is going to gel overall. And I think third would be seeing the receivers. They've talked about it a little bit, how they might, looking into the portal a little bit so i think they would love to see a couple of their receivers step up because look just in general we've talked about how solid the defense is i really think the three biggest questions that this utah staff and team really needs to look at and answer are on the offensive side of the ball yeah and i like that you mentioned uh those things right the backup quarterback is something that you saw you know become an issue because cam goes down during the course of the year um the the wide receivers the depth there, right? If, if you get to the end of the year, you're trying to get to a third Pac-12 championship game, you're going to have some attrition, right? So you can't just have one, two guys that, that you can lean on. You need a, a, a solid four, five, maybe six wide receivers mm-hmm. that you feel comfortable running routes and, and getting the ball in their hands in, in game situations. So uh, seeing the, the, the formation and the, the evolution of that room is is really important, um, but but this is a team, JT, that at this point, the big picture is kind of 
in focus, right? We we know what this team is. We know what the focus is. We know what their strong suits are. It's the details that we are looking at. It's the margins that we are looking at because you're not talking about competing. You're talking about going for a third Pac-12 title, hopefully. So it, it's it's about the details. It's about special teams. It's about you know the 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 pre-snap stuff from Brandon Rose and and Bryson Barnes who may mm-hmm. take reps during the course of the year. It's it's the very uh, the minutia that we're looking at in the spring because this is the first game type uh, situations that we've seen these guys in. Um, I, I'm, you know, I'm going to look at the the kickers. How sharp do they look? Because that yeah. became an issue. It became an issue during the course of last year. And when you're trying to win conference championships, two three points that's that's the margin, right? So you know, I I want to look at the special teams. I want to look at kind of the details uh, on the edges because we know what this team is at the line of scrimmage. We know what this team is one, two deep. What is it beyond that? That's that's the only real question marks that I have going into the spring game. And you mentioned it, the wide receiver room, backup quarterback. Um, those are the the real questions that we have going in. And and I hope that, you know, maybe more answers than than not on the way out. Also, I love the cameo from from Thor there. Oh, Thor has been, yeah, we've had to mute the camera a few times because there's someone outside apparently. So Thor's just fired up for the spring game. That's what it is. He's just all ready to go for 22 forever. So he's just flying around ready to go. But yeah, everyone's excited. It's a great time of year. And Porter, if people want more Utah football talk, where should they head over to listen to? Yeah, obviously ESPN 700, uh, weekdays, two to six here with Spence. Obviously Bill's on 11 to two, uh, 92.1 FM. Now we're on the, the FM side, obviously wherever you podcast, you can, you can find all of our stuff. And then uh, coverage of Utah sports, right? We'll be on air for the spring game. Kind of our usual Saturday programming, the golf show. Uh, sports Saturday will be up there live from the, the tailgate uh, area. I'll be up there before the game for some pregame stuff with, with James and the crew, uh, 10 a.m. or so. And then noon, uh, Bill and, and Scott Mitchell will take over from inside Rice Eccles. And, and we'll have the coverage there and, and online at ESPN700sports.com. Uh, and, uh, and we'll go from there. Be fun to see how it all plays out. Make sure you guys tune in to ESPN 700 for the game. Also, thank you guys for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. But if you're in the market for a second listen every day, we recommend you check out Locked On's NFL Mock Draft Special. It's here and it's bigger than ever. Follow along all 32 teams' first pick in a six-episode ultimate mock draft experience only Locked On can deliver. All episodes are available now on Locked On NFL Draft on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Port, appreciate you for joining us. Thanks, JT. All right, you guys enjoy the game this weekend. Utah 22 forever. We'll be back reacting to everything that happens in the game and have an outstanding weekend. And as always, go use.